Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Warning, taking advice from Carl will lead to rashes, broken limbs, and certain death. Hey, B&B, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who skips stones using only the acorns that he steals from the little squirrels on the trail. Carl <laughs> Mandrill. What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm, in, I'm pretty impressed with myself. I can steal the acorns from the squirrels. Slight of hand on the trail. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> with me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who gets mad at unsolicited advice he gives himself. Mm. I'm like imagining like an internal dialogue where you're like, just put one foot in front of the other brother, and then you just talk about yourself. I don't want to hear that. Wow. That th- did you already use that one yeah. before? I feel like you were cycling. Maybe no. 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 Fresh. Fresh and good. Wow. And good. Well. Yeah. Embarrassing for you, actually. Good, but is debatable. But we'll we'll carry on. Okay. We'll carry on. Yeah. Uh, Ad- advice episode. Advice. Not uh, our advice. Not unsolicited I'm advice. No, definitely not my <laughs> advice. Oh wow. This is gonna be fun. I'm yep. excited for this. Yeah. This is yeah. This is mostly from listeners, and I threw in. I think there's a couple thrown in there. Well, there's one one for me. And we had a listener throw in a piece of bad advice that's actually from you. So we'll really? hear about that as well. Yeah, Bad advice from me. We've got to determine if it's bad advice or not. So you probably will disagree. And oh. we'll have a, have a talk about that. I'm sure I'll disagree. Yeah. yeah. Before we get to that, though, <laughs> okay. we, yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw updates about what we have going on this year with our own personal trips. And we're curious to hear where everybody else is going. So please you know, chime in and respond on Facebook or, or email. What is everybody up to this year? What are the big trips you have on your agenda? So, Derek, do you remember where we're going? Our big one for July? Uh, well, we have the Canyonlands, but that's in April. We have right. uh, Yosemite, I believe. And so, I guess my question to you is: Is it fun when you invite somebody to go on a backpacking trip and they don't really even know where they're going? I mean, do I need to know? It's Yosemite. Whatever. It's not Yosemite. That's what I'm talking about. You don't even know where we're going. <laughs> what are you talking about? You told me we're doing Yosemite. Ansel Adams Wilderness, which is southeast of Yosemite. Uh, okay. Eastern Sierra. Near Out of Yosemite. Mammoth, my friend. Near Yosemite. Out of Mammoth. All right. Uh, this trip's for you. I have a 10-mile day plan, day one, and the rest are under 10 miles. I think there's a couple fivers in there. Well, what do you so. mean it's for me? What do you mean it's for me? Because you love the lower mile trips, right? These are the discussions that we have pre post and during hikes is because like well how can we do this better what can we do better you know mm. having more time to hang with the dudes we agreed would be good because uh, i don't think agree on that i think you just want to go lower miles <laughs> <laughs> there's no pleasing you, you know I mean? we talked here's what I, my take is that i hang with the dudes better when we're on the trail and we're talking while we're hiking okay not while we're hanging around camp do you need more miles to do that yes so you or we can hike slower i guess you you can hike slower you want to avoid playing games um Mm. you don't want to do more camp chores i get it so (laughs) you know being on the trail this is why you want to do like 18 mile days i get it so all right so i think my takeaway from this conversation is derek i designed a trip just for you and you are not thankful at all is that correct that's a bad takeaway that's a bad do you 
Yeah, I don't know how you did in school, but that's that's not good. Okay. Uh, no, I'm very excited. I think this will be fun. I think you're going to see how fun this can be, but I think you're going to walk away and be like, gosh, I just needed more miles. You know, that's that's what's going to happen. So, Well, um, there's also, yeah, and there's also, like, part of the reason for this trip being lower miles is because Rocky, Jared, and I, were going to do another fastest known time attempt. We wanted to do it in Yosemite last year, and we're going to do it this year. Uh, you know, pending snowpack, which I think is looking pretty good for us. And we're, yeah. and because of, you, you can tell me if this is wise or not, but because of time and like travel costs, we've decided to do it literally the day before our backpacking trip. Uh, two things. One, how do you know that the snowpack is looking good in March or February? Uh, and two, <laughs> um, for July, that's absurd. Uh, number, right. number two, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I, it, you know what? I'm kind of excited, though. I was thinking about this. Originally, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm kind of excited because I was, originally I was like, you know what? This is the dumbest thing he could have done. Like, why would he plan this right before? They were, like, so wiped. Jared was, like, super bu- tired afterwards. But then I was like, yeah. you know what? This is good for Carl because he needs that mileage fix, you know? So he'll get his mm, mileage fix. Right. And he'll, maybe right. he'll be able to enjoy the <laughs> summer trip more. That's my hope. So right. We'll Maybe you just won't enjoy anything. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna find. Okay. Out. Well, I will. I will respond to both. So obviously, it takes one plane ticket to get out there, right? And then it's one trip away from the family. So I'm just kind of lumping it on an extra day. So I'm only away. That I get. Yeah. So so I'm time efficient. I'm cost efficient, but I'm not necessarily energy efficient. That that's mm-hmm. where my concern is. So you're welcome to judge me in that regard. But in terms of the snowpack question, I did. A, I just looked it up. I just said, "What's what? What percent snowpack are the Sierras at for the time of year?" And and they're I think 67 percent. They're they're typical, so they're a little under. Now hmm. that could change, hmm. like like you're suggesting. But at this point, they're not massive. You, you know, you can always trust the weather advice. You know, it's 100 percent accurate. It's you, not. It's not weather. It's snowpack. Snow, is not weather. weather. Snow's not weather. You're right. We'll get to that. We'll get to the weather stuff later. Which reminds me of a tidbit I have is I'm glad you mentioned snow because I I looked up, did a little research on these. On a previous episode, uh, I made a comment about, you know, you can get dehydrated from eating snow melt or whatever it was, right? And you gave me so much grief about that. So I'm like, I'm going to go online. No, 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 no. I didn't say it wasn't true. I said, you need to explain how it's true, like how that makes sense. So I did a little research and it's a pretty simple answer. It's just your body is working harder to melt and heat this snow into liquid. And by doing that, Mm -hmm. you're using more energy, whether you realize it or not. Well said. So there you go. Okay, I assumed that was self-explanatory when I told you, but you know, no, it was not. Simple minds, simple pleasures. Simple minds. Okay, okay. I'm gonna give you the win on that one, but the loss on putting a tidbit at the beginning of the episode because that's clearly inappropriate. So you know, I like to do things abnormally. Okay. So that's, get that's very true. Here we go. So okay. So anyway, those are so we got three three trips. Get fastest no time. We got the um, which you're invited to. I don't think you want to do it because this is you know we're talking 50 miles here. No. We got no, Ansel Adams, we got Canyonlands, and then uh, I convinced the families to go camping at Grand Canyon National Park, like right outside, or just, yeah, in Grand Canyon National Park. Memorial Day weekend, we're going to do, yeah. this is not a backpacking trip, but we're going to do, as part of our training, a rim-to-rim hike run, so in one day. And if you want to judge me even more, we have to make a shuttle by, I think it's like 2 p.m. that day, so we gotta we got to finish the crossing of rim to rim by 2 p.m otherwise <laughs> how far how far are we going how far are you going for the rim it's like rim? 21 miles so what time are you gonna leave like six in the morning uh earlier than four, that yeah, four in like the morning four four thirty ish probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are you laughing because you can't wake up then or what's, I will, what's, what's well number one now it's usually when i go to bed but i will say that <laughs> I, i'm gonna find this comical if you don't make it i'm just just, you're gonna have my you're gonna have my voice in your head throughout this whole yeah. thing. Like, I gotta make this shuttle, man. I don't. Yeah. I I, I want to make it, and I I'm going with Rocky, and then we have another guy who hasn't done this kind of stuff with us before, and yeah. so he's the risk really because we don't know. Like he's he's a good fit guy, but we, he's never done anything like this before. So that's what makes it fun, man. Is when you know disaster potential, right? Like when yeah. you are oh, uncertain yeah. that you're gonna succeed, that's what makes it better when you succeed. That's true. Sort of, I guess. Yeah. So. Okay. Sort of. Anyway, I got we got other trips planned, but a lot of it depends upon our family situations, and so I want to hit hit up some other places kind of later summer. 
But you said no to the FKT and no to Grand Canyon, I believe, correct? I didn't say no to Grand Canyon. I just don't know about Grand Canyon. Well, I'm inviting you right now. Well, I got to check my schedule. I got to see. I 21 miles. I got 4 p.m. Going. Okay. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe I'll stay at camp and wait for you. Make you okay. have tea or something. I would like that. So those are kind of some things we already have on the agenda. So if you have anything else out there that's interesting or fun that we could throw in a future tidbit at the appropriate time, please let us know what you guys have going on. Tidbit. We are definitely interested. Do it. Yeah. Okay. So what we have is I, I put out a request. What is some advice that you think is simply bad advice that relates to backpacking? Horrible. I put it on our Facebook page. I put it on a Facebook backpacking page, and we got a, like we got a big response. So we kind of had to narrow it a bit. But we're gonna we're gonna hit some of these, and we'll just go back and forth, and then we've got to decide: is is this like legitimately bad advice, or is it something that they should yeah. maybe modify a little bit, or is it something that maybe is good advice and they just don't know any better? I think it's a little bit of both. I feel like maybe well, we got to like, decide point by point. Yeah, we will. We will. Okay. I, yeah, we'll get to that. So, um, right. why don't we? This is gonna be fun. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. Right. I'm gonna start off with mine, okay. um, meaning that like I've received this advice and I've actually received this advice many, many times. Yeah. Out on the trail. Yeah. All right. This is usually from a stranger, and it's usually toward like you're cresting a mountain pass or you're at the top of some sort of hill or mountain. Right. And somebody that I don't know will come up to me and say, "You can relax. It's all downhill from here." <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun one I always like that one what do you think about that good advice bad advice I mean it's optimistic but in reality no it's not I mean like they're usually coming from the direction that I'm going so if anybody knows they would know right yeah I guess that's true I mean in the case of like when we did the Red Peak Pass part 2 I I believe that if I heard that I would have believed it because we went okay. up the other way and it was pretty much uphill the entire way but I'd say in general. <laughs> but I'd say in general, it's uh, you, you're gonna have some uphill. I mean, it's just how the okay. trails are. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I like to just smile and be like, okay, and then I'll usually just keep going. So, all right. So that's your coping mechanism with it's my that coping. Advice, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually gotten it so many times now that I actually get angry. Like not not surprised. physically. Yeah. Like I'm because. Every time I've gotten that advice, there's always been a significant, significant uphill coming. And so I do relax, and I just kind of mm-hmm. start getting cruise mode. And then I think it's more like a mental issue where you're like, okay, like I'm just cruising to the end here, and then, oh, my goodness, there's a monster hill, right. like monster hill. So anytime somebody says that, I just know. I'm like, what you're really telling me is that, like, don't relax because – there's a big hill coming. I'm waiting and for you to have that day where you're like, you, you've been on this trail before and you know that there's uphill ahead and they say this comment. You're like, mm. oh, oh, really? What about that big hill back, blah, 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 like a few miles away? And you're like going to put them yeah. in your pl- You know, I'm just waiting for you to like snap and just lose it. Yeah. No, I don't. I think I'd be more likely to be like, um, I think you need to refer to episode 93 of the Backpacking Blisters podcast and whip out a business see- card. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Get, yeah, yeah, and I'll perfect. have the camera there perfect. just filming the whole thing. That'd be great. Right. That'd be, that'd be awesome. So, wow. no, I, I would obviously just smile and move along and then internally, you know, battle. But Hate them. Just hate them forever. Don't, don't, don't. I don't want to hate. I just want to hate their comment. How about that? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, what's, what's, what's yours? What's your first one? Uh, my, one of mine is, uh, this is from Mike. Okay. And he said... Uh, Putting sand down your calluses, or sanding, <laughs> not putting sand down your calluses. <laughs> uh, let me try that again. Wait, so sanding sand down your down your calluses. <laughs> sanding. Down, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sanding down your calluses <laughs> to prevent blisters. Right. Uh, so sand down your calluses is a way to prevent blisters. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that that works for some people. I think that that is actually good advice for some people and bad advice for others. I'll say this. If you go on YouTube and look up sanding down calluses, there are plenty of videos of people getting Mm. out their sanders and just going to town. Why are you watching videos of people sanding down their calluses? I'm not watching them. I'm just telling you I can see. I can see them. And you can... 
I'm doing research <laughs> for the show. Dude, I mean, come on, dude. You gotta, you gotta get see. to the bottom. I'm not watching. I just can see them. <laughs> I just love that people think of everything and they put it on YouTube. You know, like, hey. No, that uh, is true. I'm going to sand true. down my calluses and let people yeah. see this. <laughs> That's just funny. But, yeah, uh, like so, you said, I think some people it would work better than others. For well, sure. So, for for me... You might okay, be for, more of a pumice a pumice stone guy. Though. Yeah, well, that's that's a way to sand them down. That's actually one technique. Okay, is the pumice yeah. stone. So I think you have a natural callus that's going to form on your heel, regardless of shoe fit and such, and the way that you're in your shoes. So right. to kind of sand that down, you're just going to create some raw skin areas. So I don't think that's good. But people that kind of get calluses on like their toes or like the edge of their foot, like mm-hmm. my wife will. My wife says, like, she just, you know, like, just for cosmetic reasons, like, she just wants to get rid of any calluses that she has. So that, that part makes sense. So I think people that want, it's more cosmetic, that makes sense. Some people get blisters, like, somehow, I've never had this happen before, but they get them, like, underneath their calluses. And so, it's as, really? a, like, as a result of their calluses. So those people would want to get rid of their calluses, right? For me, though, I don't have that problem. And so the calluses simply just create, create extra padding on my feet. So I'm happy to keep them. <laughs> you'd probably just what, like want to walk around barefoot like a hobbit and uh you'd yeah I knew, yeah more. shocker that you would say that I, now based on that i'm guessing you're gonna say i i got i got baby feet i don't have any calluses is that correct no i have calluses i do i guess so okay. all right yeah. that could be that could be bad advice for some but good advice for others how about yeah. that does your significant other have to look at your feet regularly then mm. probably maybe sand those puppies down i don't know maybe yeah yeah Yep. All right. Okay. What do you got next? What's your next? All one? right. Uh, this one. Next one's from Jeremy, and mm. he said this is advice he got from his dad. Okay. When you're starting out, buy the biggest pack available, and I and I think the thought mm. process here, and just to make it more like relevant, I think like we'll just say buy a big pack, right? Because you don't really know how to to trim all the excess fat of gear off of your load. So you might as well, you know, start off with something where you can fit everything and then kind of trim from there. So is it smart to buy a bigger pack when you're starting out? No, I'm going to say no. Bad advice. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's creating a bad habit early mm. personally. I think if you bought a smaller bag and it forces you to bring less junk and just the necessity stuff like train yourself early i mean i, I don't right. know i wish i didn't bring a big bag my first trip that was like the right. worst thing i probably could have done okay so so you agree with jeremy well i mean think about it it's like if you bring a huge bag and you load it up which you will um you are going to hate all this weight that you brought and then i don't know uh initially i was like why am i doing this trip i hate backpacking this stinks you know Right, and then it was a you know full on journey as you guys all know, but yeah, I th- so I agree. I'm with you. I agree with Jeremy that that is bad advice. However, because people don't typically know what to pack, it doesn't always mean they're going to pack like right. bulky items, but they might pack heavy items. You know, like think canned goods for food, right? Where those aren't going to take up a lot more space than typical food. They're just going to simply be heavier. So I would, you know, if you're going to have a lighter weight pack, I'd, I'd want to make sure that it can at least hold thirty to thirty five pounds sure. comfortably. You know, like what weight is it rated to? just in case and some of those really light, lightweight packs you know can be, can still be rated high and still be a relatively you know a low weight for the pack right. itself so but in terms of just actual capacity yeah i'm, w- I'm with you that's bad advice True. all right uh what's your next one uh my next one is from mandy mandy said she got advice that okay. said women should not hike alone Ooh, Ooh. always yeah. a, always a sensitive topic here here we go i what do you think about that and then i'll chime in yeah no i think they should never hike alone just kidding why Uh, (laughs) controversial so i think that yeah there's definitely you know we've already shared a number of stories from various folks who've encountered the weird guy on the trail right or the creepy Mm -hmm. guy or Mm -hmm. the guy that's just you know on something and so you know the protective side of of me as like a husband or as a father would be like like what you gonna do about that when you encounter this guy and um and so my default is like if you can find a group even a group of ladies like you're you know safety in numbers right right but realistically if so let's say my daughter you know when she grows up if she wants to hike alone i i think i'd be i think you know as long as she knew her way all the, the necessary skills if she brought like some sort of pepper spray or bear spray that she had handy just you know 
give me peace of mind i think i'm i think i'm satisfied with that huh okay okay what do you think I think it's a it's a tough one. I think it's I think first of all I, I would salute the women because they have it tougher than us for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I they're they're creepy guys all over the place. I mean, there's creepy dudes everywhere. Even if I hiked alone, for I'd sure. still be like, well, I don't know. There's some weirdos. Right, right. Should you should you not? That's up to you. I think it's always smarter to be safer. I mean, and and go with a group of people. Number one for that reason, but number two. You know, like when we were in Glacier National, they're like, you should hike in a group, not for other people, but for the bears, you know, right. like a group of four or more, because um, there's strength in numbers and, and, and every facet. Plus, you're in the wild, you know, and if something happens, it's nice to have somebody there to help you or go get help for you or, or whatever. There's a lot of so, reasons, whether you're uh, yeah male or female, not to hike alone, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So, but if you're that person that likes the solitude, uh, I would say, you know, that's your choice, obviously, but I'd say just try to be as safe as you can. Bring protection of some sort, like Carl's saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, just ju- just be smart about it. Don't think that, like, there's nothing bad out there. So Yeah, I think that the big issue, really, like, if we're getting to the core of the issue, is that for, for the ladies out there who are pretty self-sufficient, they're tough, they know their stuff, like, this is a gender jab, right? Like, you, you can't really mm-hmm. handle yourself out there by yourself. So, you know, like, take a guy with you. I think I think that's how they're taking it, right? And um, and so yeah, I want to be sensitive to that because I think yeah, obviously the ladies can be more skilled than a lot of the guys out there and better equipped to go solo than a lot of the guys that even we know. So so hopefully they're not. I'd say definitely. Yeah, they're not taking yeah, it that way. I would definitely say that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and like what you're saying, I mean, they're more likely to to have a car accident than to have anything really dangerous happen on the trail, percentages wise. But that being that being said. I just think of it, I guess, more from the point of view of, you know, being a husband, being a father and want, you know, see my wife and my daughter go out there, just more of the protective nature. So like I'm meaning well, I'm not doubting their abilities, I guess. Yes, he is, guys. He's doubting all female abilities. Okay, I'm this doubting. I'm doubting have, all girls' abilities. This is why you have me on the podcast. No, but you know what? I will say uh, we've met quite a few female rangers, and they they're bosses, man. I mean, they they just they know what they're doing, and I. But they I, have guns, man. They got guns. They, like, they, like, did Ranger Annie have a gun? Uh, I think so. I don't think she did. Yeah. I don't think she did. I think yeah, that's what was that's what brought, was coming to my mind. I think the llama girl did. Every ranger I've come across in the backcountry, I think, has had a gun. I'm pretty sure. I, I agree with you, but I don't think Ranger Annie had a gun. I strongly don't think she Which was weird. So I got, um, I got a Ranger Annie question for you, but, by the way. So okay. this is kind of off topic, but whatever. The I, We mentioned already that we're going on that fastest in time in Yosemite, which is 50 miles which mostly is remote backcountry, but I mean, we're going to be in backpacking territory the whole time. Okay. What, what are right. the chances that we come across Ranger Annie while we're out there? Just like one per mile. So, like, what, one in 50? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm not getting the math on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I came up with that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That'd be pretty crazy, though, if you did. P- pretty good, yeah. You think All she right. goes back that far, though? Probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like a couple months to 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 plan out maybe a couple questions or or thoughts or comments I should share with her in case we run into her. If I see I'll, her, I'll... I would say, "Hey, do you remember us? It's you got Blacklist Carl here. You got me. <laughs> it's the Bear Box Gang. You got Blacklist Carl and her and back on the trail. Bear Box and Gang. Then we got the Bear Box Gang. The Bear Box Gang. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I definitely. Yeah, I could use a side hug and a picture. So. <laughs> you should ask her to be on the podcast. For oh, my goodness. That's like minimum. Yeah, minimum that'd be sure. amazing. Should, uh, that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, although, I will say, if it, if it goes like how things have been going lately, anybody that asks me on the podcast, it like I'll probably get the non-response. So more on that later, though. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, okay. So that's um, hopefully we didn't offend anybody with our last... I'm sure we that did. last one. Not not intended, but I'm Probably sure we did. did. Um, All right. Next next one is from Chad. And Chad. this is advice. Yeah, this is advice he received from the Boy Scouts. He says that your pack weight should be about 25% of your body weight. I think wasn't that uh, good advice. I think that's good advice. <clears throat> good advice? Okay. Yeah. Ish. 25. Yeah. Do, you, do, do the mental math for yourself. I, I, How many pounds <laughs> would that be? I've done the mental math. <laughs> 25-ish, yeah. 30-ish. I've heard 25, I've heard 30. I've heard a little bit of both, but I think that's pretty good advice. Okay. So, good advice. Yeah. Uh, I think that's horrible advice. Why? 25% of your body weight. Yeah, that's what I pretty much carry. Well, no, that I'd say it's incorrect. even less. It's less do, than 25%. Do you weigh 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. Seventeen. Do you weigh you you weigh one hundred twenty pounds? No, I have seventeen percent. I think I weigh. <laughs> what do I weigh? I weigh one hundred and seventy. <laughs> I don't think that's horrible. But I think it's it's one sixty five times point two five. Is that a good pack weight? Did I do that right? <laughs> it's point two five. Forty one pounds. <laughs> That's 40 pounds. Like, so, so it's saying I should carry a 40-pound pack, right? Which isn't out of the realm of what people normally pack. But I would say that is a little high. I would say more. A little high? <laughs> that is, that's yeah, like 10 I, I pounds more what? than you normally carry. <laughs> okay, so the 20%. It's not oh like the, my God. It's like, you act like it's the worst advice of all time. Not it's of all like time. 25%. Not of all time. Okay, 25% might be a little high. So maybe go like 20% of your body weight. I would say that's fair. Okay. If it was 20% of what I did, it would be like 30-something pounds. What, what is your advice on that? I think this is old-school information, and then you want to get away from percentages and focus on base weight and get, getting your base weight down to below 15 pounds and ultralight down below 10 pounds, I think, somewhere in that. I'm just this off the top of my head, so it's probably not quite those statistics. But, yeah, I, I don't think you want to go percentage-wise. So you're just randomly throwing numbers out, is what you're saying? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, okay. <laughs> This is what he mocks me, and then he randomly throws out some so Carl numbers. You're saying a 200-pound man should carry a 50-pound pack. Like, their pack should be 50 pounds. Okay, I just corrected that. This is what you're not listening. A 25-pound percent of that would be what? 50, a 50-pound 50 pack, right? Yeah. So 20% would be 40 pounds. You said 20%. I'm saying I'm saying the norm, the norm, the general norm would be like more like 20%. Yeah, and I think that's still way too high, way too high. I, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not high. I'm okay. saying like most people don't go super ultra light though, you know? I think these days people are people aren't you're right. I think they're not going ultra light, but I don't think they're going ultra heavy. I think that most people are somewhere in the middle, which would be you know, depending upon how many days they're out there in the 20 to 20 to 28 pound range total. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my I think mine was like 25 pounds 28 pounds of okay. my whole thing yeah so, which is a lot less than 20 yeah. percent. so i think chad if that is but i'm chad and I on the late. same team on this one because he thinks that's bad advice and i agree and you are still working out math problems in your head i'm not saying it's good okay i i, re- I retract okay 25 percent is as a little higher than it okay. should be i think it should be a little bit lower but i you know it's not bad advice when you're saying like figure out your base weight like figure out the things that you need to bring and should that be around 15 pounds okay sure since you're randomly throwing out numbers and that's correct or whatever but let me ask you a different question different different question related though on this next trip should i bring a math worksheet on percentages and give you like a time test i'm going to show you how to use a texas instruments calculator okay and then apply it to base weight and all your stuff ti82 this is what you're saying. You're saying to me, Derek, uh, your base weight should be 15 pounds, and then I'm going to throw in all my camera stuff and see if it's over 25%. That's what you're telling me. Mm, I didn't mention camera stuff. But like Base weight is is talking about like the non-consumables, okay. like food, fuel, right. water, that kind of thing. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I know what that is. Right. So I'm saying that if, if you think about all the stuff that you're going to bring, is it going to be over 25%? Probably not because you pack super light. But in general, people don't do that. They don't pack super light. So is it great advice to say 25 pounds No, or 25%? No. I'd say it's sh- if you're going to pick a number, which people may maybe they want the number, then I'd say like 18 to 20%. I think I can win this argument with just silence. Like just saying, you know what, Derek, <laughs> keep, keep talking. I, I've, uh, I don't need to make any points. I think you're talking your way into an argumental loss right here. So here's, I'm just going to let, I'm gonna let you. No, here's how I flip it. Here's how I flip it. Okay, I'm going to flip it. You play your little silent card. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to say, you know what, hey, if you don't care about ultralight, then do that. If you do, like Carl and I and other people, then I would say <laughs> that it's care about ultralight. We have ultralight stuff and then bring a bunch of luxury items. <laughs> Dude, my pack is under 30 pounds every trip. Which is not ultralight. That is, that's like, that's good, but it's not. I have a day pack. I don't even have a yeah. backpacking backpack. This is a different, this is a different episode. We'll go, we'll do this debate It is later. a different episode. We'll do this debate later. Okay. What's your next one? My next one. I got fired up on that. That was fun. Uh, the yeah. next one I have is from, I think it's, it's Ryan. Don't trust the weather report is that mm. good advice or bad advice carl i think generally that's pr- it depends on where you get your, your weather report right like if you're looking at the apple app that thing is wrong 
nonstop. All least, the time. At least here in Colorado. It's probably more stable in California. But if you're – I think that when you go to the ranger station and they have that, you know, that whiteboard or chalkboard with the weather report behind them, they're actually – it's not too bad. Like it's pretty accurate. I don't know that I would put my full trust in that. So I'm going to agree that it's like questionable advice because I think you should be prepared anyway. Uh, for example, Derek, I think if you are not expecting rain, you should still bring a rain jacket, right? I learned that. The, yeah, I learned that the hard way for sure. Yeah. So, do you agree with that? Summertime though? in Yosemite when it's usually like 90 degrees. I was like, eh, I don't need it, and then we had rain. So well, I don't. I don't think we actually checked the weather report that weekend either. No, though. So we, we did not showed up. Yeah. But I think that yeah, I mean, don't yeah. I, don't, I think it is good advice. Don't trust the weather report. I okay. would still just prepare for everything. I think that is good advice. But if you want to trust it, you said that's semi-bad advice. I mean, if you want to trust the weather report, that's up to you. I will say that that the weather report we got last, last summer for Olympic National Park was spot on. It was like rain a good chunk of the day the first day, a little bit of rain second day, then no more rain. And it was like exactly correct. But how how often does that happen, though? It's That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, trip, been, pretty, it's been pretty good when yeah. I pay attention to the board. It's been pretty good. Not so you trust. Let me get this straight. You're gonna trust the chalkboard more than so, anything. And I, that's where I'm saying like trust is questionable because I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it and then hope that you know like kind of mentally plan for that. But I'm still prepared for adverse weather conditions. So even though it's they can be spot on, you're still gonna doubt it. I'm gonna be prepared. Okay, that's what I just yeah. said. You're trying so, to so the twist this around. No, I'm saying that you said this is semi bad advice. I'm saying it's bad adv- or it's it's great advice. No. Don't trust the weather report. Yeah, no. be prepared for anything. Right, but you can you know that's what I said. Okay, you know you can look at your phone and uh, go with the. It's kind of like a double phone. negative. So I guess I was getting a little confused, but yeah, I'm with you. It's pretty straightforward, Ryan. I, I got it, no problem. I don't know what Carl's talking you, about. So. You're feisty today. Feisty. I'm uh, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty right. uh pretty straightforward. Let's comment. do let's okay. do one more each. How about that? Okay, so this next one's from Doug B. You don't need waterproof boots or we'll like assume he's referencing waterproof like trail running shoes and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. yeah. a trail will not turn into a creek when it rains this is advice that he received from an outdoor shoe store clerk mm. okay so well doug b i will freely say that that clerk was lying to your face yeah. um the trail we went on in colorado flat top turned into a river and my shoes were completely soaked. Right. So, okay, it's like unless he knows Mother Nature personally, um, you know, anything's game out there. You're in the wild. No, like, I think that the know? clerk was just somebody who was giving advice who actually had not spent time on the trail when it I rained. The clerk's a liar. I would call him <laughs> out. I'm just gonna go there and call him a liar. Okay. No, I wouldn't do that. I think it would be fun. So though. when I think when if I remember correctly, he shared this as like a you know question like when's the trail gonna you know turn into a creek. And I think Doug's like internal response was like, how about every time it rains? And so I think Doug was aware that that was bad advice. Uh, it was definitely bad advice. I'd yeah. say if I was Doug B, I honestly would have done this. I would have jumped on YouTube in the store and been like, um, hey, clerk, <laughs> look at this. Look at these trails with water on them. That's really weird, huh? Right. That's probably what I would have done. And Passive. honestly, during, you know, like late spring, early summer when the snow's melting, uh, there's, yeah, you know, absolutely. there's just creeks coming down trails anyway, aside from rain. So yeah, True. um, we're not going to go into the waterproof boot conversation, but I think that, that oh. I agree that that's bad advice, Doug. So thank you. Yeah. It's bad, Doug. All right. Well played, what's, sir. Well what's, played. What's your next one? Um, my next one is from Melanie. Okay. She said, you don't need, she got advice that somebody told her you don't need paper maps anymore because there are sufficient apps. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Carl? This is a good one. I like this one. Yeah, I think that this is kind of going along with the whole being prepared thing, right? Like if you are right. monitoring your phone battery power and have backup stuff, you, you could probably make it work. If you're not somebody who drops your phone and drops it in water, that kind of thing. But right. I don't know, like, yeah, I, I, you know, we always have a map and compass. That's kind of our main way to navigate. I think it's more fun to navigate that way. And yeah, yeah so we always have a backup. We, and I don't, we don't really typically use the app. So this is, we're probably going a little old school on this. But I mean, you could lose the map. So if that's if you only have one method of navigation, like you know, whether it's an app or a map, like there's a way to mess that up, right? Definitely, yeah. So I'm gonna say bad sure. advice. I think that you should, with navigation, especially if you're going off trail, you should have some sort of redundancy there and have at least two ways. Uh, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. I think that okay. um, 
you know, it's technology. Like so many things can happen with technology. I would say the only thing I really say that might support that is like if you've been to Yosemite, like let's say a park, any park, you know, you've been there like a million times, you know, inside and out. Okay, maybe you just need the map or maybe you just need the app. And if it breaks, you're like, well, I know this place like the back of my hand. So I'd say maybe that's the only exception. But especially if you're going somewhere new, why would you not bring the old, you know, map with you? I think it's just smart to do that. Well, it costs money. Well, it it does. But would I rather spend three bucks and save my life or whatever it costs or you know, be stranded out there. Oh, how I wish the maps cost $3. I've, I've invested a lot in Whatever. maps in the last few years. Yeah. yeah. 13 bucks. You can't get used, like 12, you don't bucks. get used maps at the garage sales, Carl? I don't, you, I would totally buy those if I saw those, but no, I don't get, I don't people probably those. don't sell maps at garage sales. I, I should know. ask, do you have any video games or maps? Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I'll try that. They have to. Some people have to. You got one more, or are we all done? I just had, I had, yeah, this is, I don't know, this, I don't know if this was, this is from Steve. You sound like you're not excited about, are you not excited about Steve's? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if he if he suggested this as like a bad advice, but I think I think he did. I think he's mm-hmm. on the same page. He was he was poking fun of the dryer lint stuff, like bringing dryer lint. We you know we've kind of argued about that before, and I thought right. that was silly. And then it's like it keeps on coming up as like a legit fire starter, and I gave you credibility. I, I did that. It works. No, no, no. It totally works. I just think he's he thinking yeah. silly. So he thought that was bad advice. So you obviously disagree with that. Yeah. The only the only right. bad thing about it is you smell old burnt hair when you burn it but that's about it i think yeah i'm not willing to store old dryer lint so i don't know how much you stock up on okay for the trip that i did i think i stocked up okay for like a month gotcha well yeah. i just put it in a ziploc it was pretty not, easy. yeah yeah and no, it's not hard i just don't want to do that <laughs> it's a lot of effort for, you know yeah, it's that. just not something that i want to do so too bad yeah, yeah you know Stay okay. uh, stay in your lane and uh, don't ever be creative. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> All right. I just realized I just realized we got through the bulk of our content, and I never did the Bible verse of the episode. So I'm going to throw this in. Wow. Yeah. This one actually applies more to last week's episode, but still, okay. this is like advice. This is from Deuteronomy 23:13, and this is actually from this is suggested a while back from listener Gene, and I just kind of put it on our our running. Um, Google Doc of, of notes for episodes and saved it, and I thought this was a good time. So Deuteronomy twenty three thirteen as part of your equipment, have something to dig with, and when you relieve yourself, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. <laughs> Agreed that last episode had been better because we talked about how you use a pine cone as a tool, but this is also advice for how to handle your business in the outdoors. Good advice, though. Good advice. That's true. Thank you. Thank you, Gene, and mm-hmm. thank you, Biblical. Deuteronomy. Yeah. So. All right, a little late on that one. That's okay, Carl. Um, you did give me a hard time about doing a tidbit early, so I'm going to let that go. And, uh, you know, you did the Bible verse way late. Okay. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Sure. My trivia. You ready for this? Okay. All right. So he, I'm going to give you some, some quotes, some thoughts, and your answers are either going to be good advice, bad okay. advice, or a straight-up cliche. Oh. 
Good, bad, okay, so cliche. cliche guys coming here. Yeah. So these, these are your three choices. Okay. All right. Here we go. And these are debatable, of course, all of these. But uh, we're not going to get there by just standing around here. <laughs> That's cliche. cliche. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. I've heard you say true, that, right? I think, a couple times. <laughs> I have not said that. I've, I'm not the guy to say that. Guys. Hey guys, let's get a move on. We're not getting anywhere. But she's right something here. you hear from like your, you know, your 50 year old uncle or your some rando mm-hmm. dude on the trail. And we have 50 year old uncles that listen to our podcast. So guys, stop saying it. Stop saying it. <laughs> you know what? If people are just lollygagging, though, you got to say something. So maybe they, that's their go-to. I do say lollygag. Let's quit that lollygag. Okay. I do say that. So <laughs> I probably need to stop that. Okay. This is a cliche. So point correct. Okay. Next one. This is advice from a ranger. Mm. Okay. You need to hang your permit on the outside of your pack in a visible spot. That's good advice. Yeah. Why? It's a regu- it, it, it's it's their regulation, but is that really You don't like it. You don't you don't like that. But I because you you're saying like, well, why can't I just stick it in the front pocket? Like why can't I just do that? Okay. I think it's more for and, and I, I'm not a ranger, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like maybe, just maybe, there's that time where like, you know, somebody's like, Oh yeah, let me get that out of my pocket and they reach in there, get a gun and shoot oh. You know, like maybe there's some crazy guy out there, you know? So maybe that's why they want it on the outside. I did not think about it. That's very, that's an interesting you know, thought. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. if it's on the outside, there's no hanky-panky. I, I don't need to have you right. take your pack off and who knows what you're going to pull right. out. and You know, so you got to think okay. about ranger safety too. So that, that'd be my guess. But Point uh, taken. I, I accept that and I'm more willing to hang it now because I didn't even think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. So. Right, yeah, that'd be scary. So good call on that one. Uh, yeah. I guess I don't think from the point of view of law enforcement at all times, which is yeah, it's in that field. Yeah, but good job, good job on that one. I yeah, yeah, I was thinking it was bad advice because I, I feel like I'm like a tagged animal walking around, like you know, like I can be, I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed. Look, look, I'm you know, like I just feel, like I just seem, <laughs> it looks silly. I just think it looks silly. To be honest. So, but I will give you the point because you made you made a really good argument there. That's nice. fair. That That's might have been your take. your best podcast moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> top, top notch top notch stumping you on your own trivia <laughs> not stumping me i'm just i think i did it last time too you're like yeah <laughs> probably i think you did actually <laughs> That's funny. okay next one focus on the journey not the destination oh cliche guy <laughs> cliche guy uh, oh, that one drives me nuts yeah, that one I feel like there's like some sort of, you know, scenic picture with some fun font where that's like posted I, on Facebook every once in a while. I'm guilty of saying it though. I got to say I'm, okay. I'm guilty of saying it. Not not yeah. much, but I have. I think we both appreciate the journey, not the destination, but we don't always say that, right? Mentally I'm thinking it. Okay. But yeah. All right. You're yeah. 3 out of 3. Uh, yeah. I got a couple more. Ooh. This one's not. This is Captain Obvious. I just think it's so ridiculous cuz I keep on hearing it. Like I I can't get people to stop saying this one. In the mountains, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. <laughs> you have an issue with this. Yeah. This is because big, people from like, different uh, states say it as if it's like their state's logo. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of Colorado's logo, deal? Like the weather changes constantly. It's every state. I've, I've been in multiple states where people are like, you know what they say here? And I'm like, what do they say? Please don't tell me about the five minute thing. And they do. Uh, would, it, would it be helpful if they were like, just wait 30 minutes? And then, like, if they gave you a different yeah. number, would that help? Yeah, that, that'd be a step in the right direction. I think I'm going to respond by saying, here's $10, never say that again. Mm, wow. You're, you're, you're going to have to carry a lot of $10 bills. <laughs> All right. Bro, that's true. You're going to lose a lot of money. Poor. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, next one. Any quote from John Muir, and I'll give you an example. Ooh, okay. The mountains are calling, and I must go. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like he's kind of like the Gandalf of the wild, though. You know, Lord of the Rings Gandalf. <laughs> like, can it really right. be bad advice? Because it's John Muir. So I feel like it's, even if I think it might not be that great, I'm still going to be like, yeah, it's pretty good advice. I'm, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, it's a long, longer conversation, but I can definitely give you some quotes that are not good from John Muir. I'm sure you can. But uh, maybe he was out there a little too long, you know, by himself. I mean, <laughs> that could be true. That's what happened. So you're saying good advice on this one? I'm I'm going cliche, and I probably have again more baggage with this one than you do. But I feel like, yeah. And here's why it's a cliche: is because 
anytime anybody makes some sort of a like a backpacking video, like a trip video, there's I don't want to say every time, but a lot of times the video starts with a quote from John Muir, and it's usually that one. Mm, but is that John Muir's? Okay, no, it's not, I'm not saying it's his fault. People are just overusing his stuff. Cliche. What if John Muir said it to you? Would that be good then, advice? Would that be good advice? No, I'd be like, would you be like? I'd be like, you're just repeating what everybody's repeating about you. But he's like, I'm the one that said it. I can right. say what I want. Yeah, what you've said started good and it's become a cliche. So you're going to get into it with John Muir. I'd love to see this happen. Mm. That's what you're telling me. You're not going to be like, yes, sir, Mr. Muir. Like, I really appreciate that, even though I've heard it a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that. That's what I'd say right there. All due respect, Mr. Muir. Uh, that one's been shoved down my throat. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you good advice. If this is just a passive aggressive way of me telling you guys, if you're making some backpacking movies out there, don't put any more Jamier quotes. Like we've seen, we've heard them all. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Okay. Stop the Jamier quotes. Stop the Jamier quotes. We've never done that, by the way. None Throw of our... in some Lewis and Clark. Throw in some Lewis and Clark. You know, like mix it up a little bit. Throw in some, some Derek Somerville. That's, that'll make it more interesting. So that's, hey, that's always fun. Yeah. All right. The, you passed, my friend. Success. Of course, success. I passed. Of course. Yeah. Well done. No surprise. Did you know what time it is right now? <sighs> Tidbit time? Tidbits. 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 I'm going to say you have like two. I got two? I got three, so you're close. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Okay. So wrong. A couple, of these are, a couple of these are quick, though. Uh, we A couple episodes ago, we did Don't Go Out There Alone, and I forgot a really big um, item that both of us actually agree on in terms of like how to get your friends to go with you. So I just wanted yeah. to throw this in as like another thought. And this is something we both have done. So if you want to go on a trip that's, you know, like a destination trip where you're going to fly somewhere and you've got a buddy that you want to go, but they can't mm. afford to go, I think you got to pay for their ticket, right? Hmm. That's a good, yeah. We didn't talk about that, but we've both done that where we've bought tickets or bought portions right. of tickets. And just even in this last year, like I bought, I think two and a half tickets, you bought half a ticket, right? And right. I do not regret that at all. I think like I would do that again in a heartbeat because that made the trip so much better. The guys that were able to go, it was just right. awesome. And so that, I think it, if you, yeah, if you were able to do that financially, right, right. I'd say a hundred percent do it. Right. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's, it's all about the journey, not the destination. Ah. There just you kidding. Go. There you go. But it's yeah. all about, no, I, it really is about the experience with, with yeah. who you're with. I mean, that's and sometimes, you, yeah, you don't want to go alone and you want somebody to go with you. Like, ah, oh, they can't make it. They can't afford it. Whatever. Like if you can afford it, like just make them go. Now, now you don't want them to rely upon you buying their tickets every time. You got to make it, you know, make it clear, but and you don't right. want to hang it over them either. But you know, just, I think it's you don't, you don't want to be like Carl and like, he can't afford it, but he's like, I got to buy some friends on this trip and get some more socialization in there. Right. And that's, that's, that's not cool strategy. Either. You don't want to do that either. Yeah. Right. Where you meet somebody at Aria, so. like, hey, do you want to go on this trip? I'll pay for you. And they're like, right. what's your name again? You've only done that, what, three or four times? That's though. true. So that's that's not, true. That's so anyway, that was, that was something that kind of came up that I had missed in my notes. Uh, another tidbit is we did an episode on the different gear companies and some of the awesome features that these gear companies had. Remember, remember Mammoth Wool making the socks? Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Merino Wool. Yeah. Yep. Um, so one of the hi- things we highlighted about them was that they have this guarantee where, you know, mm-hmm. like this money back guarantee. And then within a couple weeks of that episode coming out, they took that guarantee away. <laughs> no. <Are laughs> and so I thought, Hmm, that's, that's kind of the main selling point for me on that one. So just wow, take that into consideration if you are buying their stuff. So do you think they heard the podcast? They definitely heard the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's well, why they took just, up their guarantee back. I think they're having some issues with returns, right? We just did you wait? Wait, did you buy a bunch of socks for them and just like return them? Is that related to you? Not yet. No. Okay. I haven't even done it yet. I was gonna, but now maybe I won't. Okay. Last one. Last one. Remember last episode how I got a little heated about the buff? A little. Yeah. We know. Yeah. You hate the buff. So yeah. So I thought, dude, this would be fun to to have them on, and I emailed them. I told them we're family friendly podcast. Like we're gonna make it fun. We're you know, basically we, we mean well, and we would love to have somebody from Buff on. Is anybody willing to come on? And I got the non response. Wow, they just don't care, huh? They just... I'm I'm getting more of those. I think you need to start soliciting for various people to come on our show because people don't want to respond to me. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's not them. 
I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. you got to start doing it. All right. We had we've had multiple guests come on that are like, we sh- we need to go backpacking, and then I'll reach out and be like, all right, let's go. Like, wh- why don't you come with me on such and such trip? Yeah. Non-response. Yeah. Non-response. So, I am good at getting people to just ignore me. So I think you need to step it up. You are great at it. I would say I'm not that surprised from like people people but i am surprised when like <laughs> businesses that are not like free it, advertising right yeah that's what i'm saying like if it was like somebody huge like hey we're trying to get bear grills on the show like i would expect a non-response because he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. we're so not going slammed right so right um right but yeah i think for like these other businesses like they have people that can email you back to be like nope sorry but, i mean come on I could do that. I'm emailing customer service this isn't like you know some know. weird email where this right. guy's like out of the office right exactly your job yeah yeah and we're i don't mean to bash buff like maybe they'll they're just slow and they'll get back to us this week i've only given them a week so we'll, we'll give them some grace we're still willing to have them on i just was that was more of like a way for me to highlight my issues with non-responses i guess just i mean i think they just are feeling your hate for their product like why would they want to mm. come under the knife you know i mean i'll Dude, i got look, some i got buff, i got some creative questions for them. i'll defend I buff some... if i have to i'll play devil's advocate you know i'll do it if okay. i have to that's all i got my friend that's all I got. Okay, that's it for you. That's it for Carol. And that's it for me. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on the B and B. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Shoot us a review, five stars only on your podcast. Five stars only, only five stars. That's all I'm taking. <laughs> I'm not taking okay. anything else. Nice. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. And remember, guys, if Carl gave you that advice, you're probably gonna feel it in the morning. So we'll see you next time. I want to fly. Yeah, I got some, yeah, here's, you know, I'm, all I'm going to say is this. Look, somebody came up to me on my first trip, second trip, second trip, and they're like, look, whatever you do, just make sure you bring cotton socks on this trip, okay? We're going over Red Peak Pass. I know this is your big first trip. Just bring cotton socks. So I did. I did, guys. And you know the rest. You know the rest of the story. That's the name of the podcast. Thanks to Carol. Thanks a lot, Carol. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.